0: Well, hello there. It is good to see you again and welcome back to Through the Wealth Lens. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is good to be with you here on the show today. And as always, we're going to be joined by our star of the show and Mr. Hannes Grasher, private wealth advisor over at UBS International. And we're also going to be joined by a fellow UBS advisor, Mr. Max Grasher. We've got a really interesting topic that we want to dive into today. As always on this show, we cover different wealth management related discussions. Today, we're going to specifically be focusing on athletes and the entertainment industry as a whole. So to set things up for you, You know, when we hear about a new contract signing, especially, you know, with superstars like Aaron Judge or Tom Brady, even, you know, we we often assume that the idea of building wealth as an athlete can be easy for lack of a better word. Uh, however, this is really far from reality as you know, coming into sudden wealth creates a ton of issues and it can be fraught with a lot of challenges for these individuals. So today we thought it would be appropriate to discuss some of these most pressing topics and challenges that face entertainers and that face athletes in regard to their financial stability, of course, the, the idea of growing that wealth, and then, of course, building a legacy. You know, we talk so much about legacy on this show. Now, because of, you know, the clients that UBS and and many financial professionals work with are on the younger side, you know, they're earlier in their professional careers as athletes or entertainers. Uh, You know, today's episode, we thought it would be appropriate to title the top money lessons to avoid missteps within the sports and the entertainment industry. Now, today we're going to be joined additionally, aside from the Grashers, we're going to be joined by another expert in this field with countless years of experience serving these clients in these industries, and we're fortunate to be welcoming international CPA Don Hoffman of Hoffman Mulligan CPAs. First and foremost, let's go ahead and welcome on the guys, Hannes,
1: Max, it's good to see you guys this morning. How are you doing? Great, Ryan. Yeah, we're super excited to have Don Hoffman here with us today. I have worked with Don literally since the first day of my career in this business. Uh, He's the principal at Hoffman Mulligan, the boutique accounting firm here in Manhattan. And Don just has a wealth of experience in helping entertainers and athletes safeguard and build their wealth. Don and I, uh, Don, remember we, we met over 20 years ago when I was a marketing manager for Fortune 500 consumer goods and cosmetics company and his firm was working with celebrity spokesmodels. And he also specializes in international clients since many of these athletes and entertainers are non-U.S. citizens and tax planning is especially important for them. So Don, super excited to have you here, welcome.
2: Good morning, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, looking
0: forward to today's conversation, guys, and and like we typically do on this show, we'll kind of start high level and get into the conversation. Hannes and Max, let's kick things off with this one. You know, What would you say is one of the most popular or prevalent mistakes that you see clients making when they're falling their way into this newly found stardom or, or wealth as a whole?
3: Yeah, Ryan, I think one of the most popular mistakes newly wealthy entertainers and athletes make is trying to keep up with the Joneses meaning the pressure to live the same lavish lifestyle as their more established and successful peers. You never want to bite off more than you can chew. So, for example, let's take a look at the case of a former first-round draft pick of the Boston Celtics. Over his 12-year NBA career, he earned more than $100 million from contracts alone. A year out from his retirement, he filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy with a little more than $8 million in debt. This was the result of poor choices, such as real estate investments that lost significant value and extravagant spending on luxuries like multiple high-end cars. As we're big New York Giants fans here at uh, UBS International in New York, we also have to mention the case of a famous Super Bowl-winning defensive end who has gone on to have a very sex- successful career after football. It still make mistakes he has learned from to this day. Atlanta, when he was playing, had recently become a hub for famous athletes in the offseason, and this athlete purchased a mansion he really didn't need solely to impress his friends. After purchasing the home for around $2 million, every month a new problem would arise, and he ended up sinking an extra million and a half into it. When he finally was able to sell it, he realized a loss of about $2.4 million.
0: Oh man, I mean, these are some great examples. I appreciate you sharing those, Max, where we can really see where this one time decision in the grand scheme of things can have major financial repercussions down the road. So uh, I want to expand a little bit more today on some of those important decisions. So another issue that I know you both often see in this realm of entertainers and athletes is the individuals that they're trusting with their money. So who do you suggest then, you know, an athlete and entertainer with that wealth should be looking to, to keep their finances in check overall?
3: Yeah. So whenever selecting a financial advisor, an agent, accountant, business manager, or any other type of advisor, you know, you have to make sure they share your ethics, always ask for referrals and have background checks done to make sure they're dependable You you want them to work as a team. Even having an outside auditor can create a good system of checks and balances. Um, Whenever there is something in the works, like an event, contract, whatever it may be, it takes the best from all of these parties to create the best outcome. If one cog isn't working properly, the entire machine won't work.
1: And I think it's also important to mention that having money doesn't make someone an expert on money. So all too often, we see clients that come into sudden wealth and think they know how to operate because they're already successful. And there's a very big difference between being talented and being financially savvy. And Don, you've seen this on several occasions. We are working with clients as a CPA. Uh, does any situation come to mind, you know, that kind of illustrates this this um, this problem?
2: Sure, Hannes. I mean, you know, we we've seen everything down the road in our years of practice, and you know. You talk about being savvy and it's, you know, it's, it's part of who you are and where you were brought up. And, you know, in, in, in certain cases where you were educated or not educated and, you know, how Southern the wealth is, it's also very, very important to choose the the right advisors. Um, your, your buddy from high school, your wife's brother, you know, there's, there's a famous story of Billy Joel in the beginning of his career. Uh, Billy Joel basically lost almost all of his earnings and all of his wealth from his first several albums, where his his first wife and his brother, her brother, excuse me, were the managers, and they either stole, squandered, um, and lost the money. You know, we've seen situations where, you know, choosing your agent should be somebody who's an attorney who understands contracts, who understands things, um, an accountant, uh, a lawyer, a financial advisor. Um, we have a saying in this industry in, in the accounting world is, and certainly didn't create it, but if it's too good to be true, guess what? It's too good to be true. Okay. Um, so the, the investment in, you know, some new technology, the investment in, uh, some real estate development, you know, various different things. Oh, you have money. Can you support my business? Okay. That's the the red flags you need to look out for. Oh no, Don! I appreciate
0: you bringing that up. I mean, usually there are a a whirlwind of different challenges that arise. Of course, where you're allocating, you know, the money is a massive one to consider at the beginning. But I want to shift to another gear here, guys. And it's it's also important, you know, we're talking about entertainers and athletes today. It's important to recognize that these types of careers, boy, do they have some ebbs and the, some flows, you know, some peaks and some valleys throughout the you know, the experience of that career. So let's let's dive into this a little bit and how that impacts their financial worlds.
3: Yeah, exactly, Ryan. One moment, they may be at the top of their industry, and the next, they're scrapping to find their next role because of a bad review, an album reception, or if they're an athlete, a season in which they were injured or underperformed. Uh, to think they will earn at a consistent rate over the course of the career is hopeful at the least, and hope is never a good planning strategy. Now, I should say, and I'm sure many others involved in the professional sports industry can back me up on this, that the playing career of the average pro athlete is considerably shorter than that of an actor, musician, et cetera, simply because of the fact that to perform at the required levels, athletes' bodies simply can't sustain the same rate as an actor and musician who is not constantly getting hit, straining muscles, being played by fatigue, whatever it may be on the field. Um, If we look at a common example, think about the average NFL running back. The lifespan of a star running back at his peak is maybe five seasons. Unless you're someone like Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore, who both played more than a decade at a high level, the average running back will see earnings potential significantly decline after season five or six. He can maybe eke out a couple more one or two season contracts, but that mega contract he received at 23 probably isn't going to happen again at 28. In contrast, look at a band like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, They've been around since the 1980s, despite several band members having drug problems, going on solo projects, and leaving the band for periods at a time. They continue to release successful music today and putting on major tours across the U.S. and abroad. They're still capable of selling albums at a rate that keeps them on top. Now, they too, as I previously mentioned, have had many ups and downs, but they have not had to completely switch gears into other arenas like many athletes have to do.
2: You know, it, it, it's interesting. Everybody, Brian, as you mentioned, you they talk about the Aaron Judges and the Tom Brady's and, you know, the Derek Jeter's who played long, you know, very, very successful careers and <clears throat> earned a great deal of money. Um, but most athletes and entertainers, you know, whether you start out as a young age or you get a role in, in, in later on, or everybody knows the story of the, the famous actor, who's actually a waiter, um, who's struggling to do this or struggling to do that. Um, and again, with professional athletes, you know, in, in, in the United States and the four, the four major sports or international with soccer, you know, there's only a minuscule amount that actually make it. To the top levels, and and I'm not talking about the top levels of a Lionel Messi. I'm talking about even having an opportunity to sign a professional contract. There are injuries along the way. There are opportunities that don't pan out. Um, You know, you you all know about the draft. You know the NFL draft. You know the first round of the NFL draft. you're a first round pick, you get a high contract. That contract is not necessarily guaranteed. You get hurt in the middle of year one, you're done. Okay. So, or if you were drafted in the seventh round, you make a much lower level. Sports like baseball and hockey, who have a minor league system, it may take you four, five, six, or more years to actually even get an opportunity to get your first rookie contract. The goal is to make it to that second contract or the third contract, or to have an opportunity for free agency. Because other than that, as a minor league player, you're making minimal salary. There is no wealth accumulation. You are barely making it. And in the interim, you're still having to live and and spend money. In the world of tennis or golf, same type of situation, they're independent contractors. They don't get appearance fees for playing at Wimbledon. They have to qualify, they have to get to England, they have to pay their coach, they have to pay their trainer, they have to buy their own equipment and things like that. So in that beginning, you may not have any earnings. Okay. If you do are successful and you get a contract or you get an endorsement, you have success. You can start to build wealth at that point. It's the goal of the financial advisors to protect that wealth. And as Max mentioned earlier, some of the careers are fairly short. The numbers may be large, but after taxes, after agent fees, after all the costs associated with it, if your career is too short, there's not much left, and you're 24 years old or 25 years old, and you have to live the rest of your life. Not everybody has a career of Tom Brady, who then, at the end of his career, can sign a, a contract with Fox Sports for more money than he ever made during his playing career.
1: And, and we just discussed and you know mentioned the decline many athletes and entertainers may face at points in their careers How can they make that successful transition into the next chapter after they hit the apex of their playing careers or days at number one on the charts or box office?
3: Yeah, I'm sure anyone listening has heard this saying more than a few times, but I'm gonna say it again. Knowledge is power. So the more the star knows about his or her financial situation and the basics about investing and handling finances, the better equipped they'll be when the time comes to make that transition to the next chapter of their lives and careers. We like to tell the story of a prominent writer in the music industry who earned a fortune after coming from po- poverty through writing some hits for artists such as usher beyonce p diddy and nelly he earned a 10 million dollar <clears throat> advance after th- the success of usher's confessions album in 2004. he immediately went out and put a down payment on a mansion purchased items like a tom ford coat for 25 grand He never had this sort of wealth growing up, and he certainly deserved it from his years of hard work, yet he was never taught how to properly manage it, so he inevitably trusted the wrong individuals and purchased things he didn't need, leading to bankruptcy ultimately. Now, back with successful hits on the charts, he shares the story so others in similar positions don't make the same mistakes he did when he was younger.
1: Yeah, and this also goes back to the principle we often touch upon of giving from the heart, It's important to work with financial advisors and managers who want to help you grow your wealth, but also give back. While finding a professional who has a heart and isn't just in it to make a quick buck is difficult. Having someone who doesn't want to see you lose it all and help grow your own life and the lives of those to to come after you can make all the difference in your strategy. And, you know, for that reason, we, we conduct free financial literacy seminars for those who experience this sudden wealth effect. And there the focus is on simple things like budgeting to structuring your brand as a business to um, that will endure beyond your playing career. And this also relates directly back to the three buckets of our wealth model here, the way we look at investments. The first one is liquidity. The second one is longevity. And then the third one is legacy. So after you make sure that you are taken care of, of both in the short term and well into retirement and old age, what do you want to leave the world with? Is it making sure your kids and grandkids never have to worry about their financial financial issues again? Or is it creating a charity or a foundation you're particularly passionate about that can help those in need? These are all things you should consider. And I always think of, you know, way, way back. So an example of an entertainer and his successors that navigated wealth successfully can be seen in the case of Otis Redding. Although he tragically passed away in a plane crash on route to a show at the age of 26, the values he upheld resonated with his wife and children for years to come. He had built his wealth through concert tours, which by the late 1960s generated about $30,000 per show, and that's about $250,000 in today's money. That's real money. Right? So, And his wife ran successful businesses at the same time. She had a booking agency, a nightclub, a record store, high end shoe store, and a commercial cleaning services. So the importance of a dollar and hard work was relayed to their kids from an early age and continued after Otis had died, knowing that a kid at 18 years old can't simply be given a bunch of money, a fortune in this case, and know what to do with it. Their children and grandchildren were not only taught about the family businesses from their early years, they were also taught that giving back can also be a driving force in maintaining such wealth. Otis started providing scholarships to underprivileged Black youth in in 1963, and that's a practice that the family continues today.
0: Uh, Hannes, I, I love that example from the entertainer's standpoint. I mean, there's a lot to sink your teeth into with today's conversation surrounding how entertainers and athletes handle their money. You know, when they sign those big contracts or they have that massive influx of fame and fortune in their life, so much to be learned and so much to dive into for those future generations, right? For the individuals that might walk that same walk as those athletes and entertainers ahead of them. Uh, you know, before we wrap up our conversation, Don, any final thoughts, anything you want to share? with us and maybe leave our audience to consider with in regards to this big idea of of wealth management and how important it really is for someone like an athlete or entertainer that makes it big.
2: Sure. Thank you, Ryan. Whether you're an athlete, an entertainer, the the difference between them and somebody graduating with a college degree and going to work in Wall Street is there's Southern wealth Okay, in, in certain circumstances. Okay. Um hit album big contract to play football, basketball, soccer, whatever the case might be. the most important things to have is to have trusted people, including family, who advise you to take a deep breath, understand the privilege that you've just been granted, and ask questions, listen to the people with the experience and the knowledge who can help advise you and one of the you know guidelines I've always thrived upon in my practice is I'm not the celebrity. I'm the trusted advisor. I don't need to party with you, so to speak. Um I don't need to be part of the 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 family or the the, the groupies and whatnot. We're the trusted advisors. We're the ones who take care of you and make sure that you're protected and that your wealth is safe and grows. To, for a long and and prosperous future
0: oh don yeah i appreciate that insight and and to don to your point i mean sometimes just failing to ask for help you know to lean on those trusted advisors boy can that be the biggest mistake that an athlete or an entertainer can make in their career so don we want to thank you for for carving some time out of your day and coming on the show and being with us uh really appreciate your uh, your expertise and insight today And, uh, you know, Hannes and and Max, for anybody out there, perhaps, you know, somebody close to an entertainer or an athlete, or maybe it's the entertainer or athlete themselves that finds their way to this conversation today. If there's anybody out there that's interested in asking that question for help, asking, you know, looking rather for a trusted advisor, what would be the best way they could reach out to you and your team to just open up a dialogue about their unique situation and see, see what the right where or what the right fit is.
1: Sure, Ryan. So I think the best way to reach us is just to call us and have a conversation, right? That's where it starts. And they can reach us at, um, at 212-713-8952. Or just send us an email at hannes.grasher.uvs.com. You can also reach Don Hoffman. Um, his number is 212-583-1100. Don, I think I got that right. Um, and And certainly you can share you know, this podcast with anybody who you think could benefit from it. And um, and, and as I mentioned, we do do financial literacy seminars. So if anybody um, that you could think of could, could use that, you know, certainly reach out to us. Fantastic. Well,
0: Hannes, Max, I appreciate you both again for carving Time out of your respective days. And uh, I know you got clients to serve, so we'll let you guys get back to doing that. But really good conversation, a lot to consider in today's discussion. And uh, I'll see you guys back on the next one soon.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Thanks Thanks, thanks a lot, Don. Thanks,
2: Don. Take care
0: appreciate you guys and hey look we want to take one final moment as always and say thank you to our audience for carving time out of your day and being with us as always you know if you benefited from today's discussion you learned a thing or two we want you to hit that subscribe button that way you never miss out on a future episode of this show and a great wealth management oriented conversation that hannes max and i are going to be unpacking here in episodes to come so for hannes for max and of course don i'm ryan we want to say so long but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on today's installment of through the wealth lens. This communication is intended to be used for educational purposes only and does not constitute a solicitation to purchase any security, insurance, or advisory service. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. An investment in any security involves significant risks, and any investment may lose value. Refer to all risk disclosures related to each security product carefully before investing. This commentary is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be officially those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated and the firm does not verify nor guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products and services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash Relationship Summary.